Pink graphics cards, no Xbox deal for Activision Blizzard, and AMD really gonna put the hammer to Intel. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast this Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. Are you joining or what? I'm looking, I'm All staring right. at him. All right, we're gonna start off Hello. today talking about the Zephyr GPU, which just has a pink PCB. Ain't seen this before, never, not once. It's very cute. It is very cute. It's the world's first RTX graphics card with a pink PCB, Sakura design, not the weeby anime crap that you typically find. Less yeah, less cleavage on this one, which is nice, but it does remind me of these Yestin GPUs. It's just, this is not. I saw fans from them earlier. Yeah. With Sakura on them, it would go well, so well with that other GPU. Good idea, solid idea. You know what else is a solid idea? Today's video is sponsor. In case you're looking to upgrade to a GPU, that's probably not pink. You can check out Jawa because it's the place for gamers, by gamers, for you to buy and sell whatever you want. Whether it's your PC components, a whole PC, or just little things that you have lying around, like a graphics card that you can sell directly to Jawa themselves. They've got verified sellers so that you know that you're getting covered by the people who are trusted in the community. You can have a part of the community by joining their Discord, which is over 8,000 members strong, or you can be part of their commissions build program. In case you're looking to buy a PC, you can get paired up with one of those aforementioned verified sellers who will find out what you want, what games you want to play, what frame rate, all of that good stuff, and then they'll make a build for you specified based on what you you want. Jawa really has all of the things that you could want when it comes to buying and selling PCs in a marketplace here in the United States. Don't you like it? I just had the realization that I can actually use them now. Yeah? What are you going to sell? Everything. What do you all have? your stuff. There's so he, much stuff around you. He did leave a lot of stuff from 2020 that we're like yeah. rediscovering. You could sell that stuff. Yeah. You could get a quick buck. So you guys can get a quick buck too, or spend the bucks over at Jawa, linked in the video description. Big thanks to them for sponsoring today's video. But looks like the FTC does not want to sponsor the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft because they're filing an injunction to block it because it's supposed to close on July 18th. That's the deadline for all of it to be done. And FTC don't want that. They're already suing to stop it, and now they're filing an injunction to get this taken care of even quicker because it doesn't look like the FTC actually wants to jump in on this deal. Womp, womp, womp. Thank you, Reese. This is on top of the fact that the UK has not approved it. The EU did approve it, but one of the things that UK did mention with this acquisition, one of the biggest issues was cloud gaming and the competition, which is why we're seeing Microsoft announce that the Game Pass games should be coming to GeForce now. That way you can't think, oh, Oh, the bad cloud competition because it's already on GeForce now. Now it will only be a select library and it will be this year at some point. We don't have a whole lot of details on it, but this does appear to be one of the moves that Microsoft's making to try to force this acquisition of Activision Blizzard down everybody's throat. Great stuff. Suck it. Yeah. Suck the acquisition, Reese. <laughs> But Microsoft also had their whole Xbox showcase a couple days ago, and they talked about the fact that they are not looking to upgrade their hardware. Cloud gaming's still going strong, but additionally, they're saying they're not getting the feedback that they need faster consoles. Right now, we're pretty set on the hardware we have, which a couple hours later, Bethesda talked about Starfield and how it's just gonna run at 30 FPS on consoles. Yay! It's totally fine, all right? With them saying, I think it'll come as no surprise, given our previous games, what we go for. Or always these huge open worlds, fully dynamic, hyper detail, where anything can happen. And we do want to do that. It's 4K in the X. It's 1440 on the S. We do lock it at 30 because we want that fidelity. We want all that stuff. We don't want to sacrifice any of it. 
Dirty is what I think of when I think of Fidelity. Just great stuff. Fortunately, in this one, we've got it running great. It's often running way above that. Sometimes it's 60, but on the consoles, we do lock it because we prefer the consistency where you're not even thinking about it. Do they at least, like they should allow you on the X to drop down to 1440-60. That should be an allowance that they should have where it's not locked to 30. The fact that it is, it's frustrating, ridiculous. And we did find out that they are upgrading one of the consoles. They went from saying they're not doing any upgrades to find out, no, they are. They're changing the color and the storage options on the Series S starting September 1st. You can get it in black with one terabyte of storage. Kind of looks nice though. It does look really nice. It's only $50 more than the previous version. This is something that people wanted from the very beginning, but the price point of 350 puts it really close to the Series X where people weren't saying it made a whole lot of sense, but it's a Starfield box. Yeah. Yay. You can buy it, but in case you want to play Starfield on the PC, you're going to have a better time as long as you have enough storage. 125 gigabytes is going to be the minimum. Yeah, it's a yauchi. But PC specs 2600X or 6800K for the CPU on minimum, 5700 and 1070Ti for the GPU. That's minimum? That's minimum. Ooh, boy. That's not that bad. No. Th that's Those specs are seven years old? Don't say it like that. That makes Dude, me feel old. It, like the 1070 Ti was like one of the first graphics cards we covered when you first started working for me. Uh, yeah, these, this is old. This is old. This is not brand new. I'll let them have it. What do you want it to be? Like an i3 yeah. 2100? It's got to be like phone. Phone level. Okay. Well, recommended specs are 3600X or a 10600K and a 6800XT with the 2080 for the GPU, which is not bad. Hopefully that means 60 FPS. Hopefully, we'll see. And hope lock it down. Lock it down, but hopefully we'll see Reese have some deals on lockdown. You got those right now? No, yes. he does. He has no deals right yeah, now. I got them. I know you don't. Ah! You're lying. Yo, welcome back to Yifty Deals, bringing the hottest tech deals out on the internet. And I'm no longer lying to you because I actually have some deals. Woo! Yeah. Give us the deals, Reese. First up, we have the Western Digital Black SN850X. X stands for extreme, yeah? This one terabyte NVMe M.2 SSD is currently going for only $67.99 with the included promo code, making it $92 off and the lowest price in 30 days. But then next up, we have this Arzopa portable monitor. This 15.6 inch 1080p USB-C display is going for only $95.18, making it 50% off. But if you're savvy, you can include the extra $20 off in the coupon code. I actually have this monitor. It's really Nice. It is nice. Bringing your total down to $75.18. That's almost $69. Almost. <laughs> and with that, the deals are done. You can find these and more linked in the Only video description. Two. Only two. Only two. Only two. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about any of it. Let's not do it. Get a load of this guy. And with that, the deals are done. You can find these and more linked in the video description down below. But until next time, I'll hand you off back to Brett for the rest of your hot news. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Reese, I think. I don't know. I don't know what future Reese is going to do, and it doesn't look like we know what future Elon Musk is going to do because we're finding out that he's not paying even more of his bills, not paying rent on the Twitter offices in San Francisco, and now finding out that he's not paying his cloud contracts. Google Cloud and Amazon Web Services are getting axed because their contracts are up for renegotiation, so they're not paying them ahead of time in order to make sure that they can either port them over to their own servers or get a more fair rate that they want in order to make all of this happen. But the key crucial thing here is once those things go down, this is actually a lot of stuff that they use for their safety and regulations to make sure that there's not unsavory content on the platform. So actually having this go down would be worse for the platform overall. But while there is a new CEO, I'm not sure how much she's taken over just yet and how much Elon's still running things. 
not quite sure. We'll uh, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out and whether or not they uh, they migrate everything over. And while Twitter might not be going the best, it does look like Tesla is getting all of the migration over to them because now GM has announced that they're going to be using Tesla chargers on their vehicles starting in 2024. This is on top of the fact that Ford has said that they're already going to be doing that. And so GM electric vehicles will get access to the Tesla supercharger network. And this is the exact opposite way that the EU has gone. EU went with CCS chargers. Now it looks like America is going to be going Tesla. It doesn't really matter. Tesla has the best charging network in the United States. It kind of makes sense that it's rolling out. I just don't want to see it locked down to Tesla. And people didn't want to see their Netflix accounts locked down because of the location sharing that was happening where they made it so you had to pay if you were in a different location than the original place that you signed up and you had 30 days to access from that location in case you wanted to keep using it. Anyways, a lot of people said that they were boycotting Netflix. But one of the things that I always thought was the people who say that they're going to boycott this are not the people who are paying for it already. Nope. It didn't affect me at all. I pay for Netflix. I'm the guy who play, pays for Netflix. Why would I cancel? I'm fine. No, you're fine. Everyone's fine. Just not the loud people. Yes, but it turns out uh, that they set records for the amount of people that did sign up after these rules went into effect because of course that's what happened. Yeah. The people who were paying kept paying and then several people realized can't bum off of my ex-girlfriend's Netflix account anymore. Gotta get my own. According to a third-party report that they had over 100,000 signups <laughs> each day on the 26th and the 27th, the biggest day of US signups in the four and a half years that the data has been tracked. An average of 73,000 new memberships over four days per day. That's wild. I'm still leeching off my grandma. Oh, because South Africa doesn't have the location mm -hmm. sharing. Oh, so can you be in the United States now? I haven't even checked. Oh, well, I have a Netflix account that you can bum off of because you're in the same location. Hey, <laughs> it works out. We're not going to give them more money. And it, Apple might get less money because it's being reported that while the Reality Pro is coming out at $3,499, there might be a reality or vision. Why did I call it the Reality Pro? Vision Pro. Wasn't it Reality OS or something like that? That Vision OS. I don't even remember what it's called. Vision, the, the Apple Vision headset. It's gonna be the just non-pro. So Cheaper version, less sensors, all of that kind of stuff. Potentially by 2025 with us getting the Vision Pro sometime in 2024. Enjoy it when it comes out for $2,000 and that's the cheaper version. You okay? I'm about to die. You okay? Some spit went down the wrong way. I have that effect on people. And it he turns does. out that Reddit has the effect of shutting down all of their major subreddits. We've talked about this in the API access changes that Reddit has been making in order to combat large language models and AI stealing all of their data. They decided to screw over companies who are reliably using their, their service and drawing more people in like Apollo and third party apps. And in Apollo. your Apollo's gone yeah. at the end of the month. But there's a protest that's going on where many subreddits are going dark. I think it was estimated that 40% of all subreddits have gone offline or gone private over the next 48 hours in order to protest these changes, which many people are calling for it to actually be indefinite because otherwise, how do you actually impact change? Because Reddit would be like, we just had to endure two days. Big whoop. Whoopsies. So you kind of have to think about what the long-term ramification is. But turns out that Reddit's not set up for its subreddits to go down because once that happened, the entire site went down and it's being reported that it is directly tied to the fact that the subreddits went down. Their systems couldn't handle it. I still don't know how that works. I've heard of the opposite, too many people, but too few? Is it like an engine where it like has to maintain a minimum RPM in order to not stall? What's going on there? Five reddits per minute. 
Five reddits per minute. Yeah. I'm gonna save five dollars per month in order to buy the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion. You like that segue? I really no, went I for that. Phantom Liberty is coming out September 26th. 30 bucks, I'll do it. According to the, all the info that I've been seeing about this expansion is that it really severely overhauls the game to be closer to what the original vision was. Has me very excited. Do you trust CD Projekt Red right now? Yeah, I've been playing the Cyberpunk in its current state for the last couple of months. It's, it's good stuff. And if this is gonna be better then they, they have my money already. Mm. You know who's getting my money? Square Enix. Final Fantasy 16 demo came out yesterday. I haven't played it as of the time of recording. He's but been crying about it all day. I have seen so many reviews of it that I just, I trust them at this point. I wasn't, I wasn't very excited. They got Kingdom Hearts developer, Devil May Cry developer, Platinum Games is involved. They have every, this is like the Avengers of Square Enix development making this happen. The reviews seem to be good. It's two hours of the initial part of the game, which then rolls over into your full game. So you don't lose any progress. Perfect. So the two hours you spend is worth it. And then once you're done, there's a special battle demo that you can play that does not roll over, but it's special after you beat the prologue. I'm interested hopefully i play it by the time this episode of hot news comes out and hopefully we learn how to hide our cables a little bit better because gigabyte's finally coming out with the gpu that does the cables a little differently we've been seeing this in many different gpus but now the windforce v2 is having a gpu connector that comes out on the side like that which i like this this is a good move i, I, I think it's the best possible move that they can do. I, I don't want to see your cables. You just have to worry about whether or not your GPU is going to crack, as we talked about in yesterday's episode of Hot News, which you can check out right up there. I love when my GPUs crack. And I'm going to say that it looks like AMD is shaping up to be a mighty fine competitor against Intel with their next generation of CPUs. We're expecting them to adopt a hybrid architecture like what we're seeing with Intel with big cores and little cores. And what we're finding out is there's going to be Zen 5 and Zen 4C cores, which can make it so that you have the efficient cores and the powerful ones, but we're getting details about those 4C cores, and it turns out that they are huge. They are roughly half the size of a full Zen core, which Intel's E cores are only a quarter of the size. Small boys. So these are massive Harkin Wonkin chompers, but then on top of that, what you find out is that they can actually support hyper-threading, whereas Intel's E cores have no hyper-threading support. So you can have four Zen 4C cores with eight threads, whereas on Intel's E cores, you have four cores, four threads, so there's actually gonna be more multitasking capability out of the hybrid architecture from AMD, from what we're seeing. And then on top of that, when you're looking at the fact that their full-fledged cores are keeping pace with Intel's best, their efficiency cores, if they're bigger, then Intel's efficiency cores, this could be a really good news for the next generation of CPUs. I'm excited to see where this is going. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. AMD continuing to impress me every day on their CPU side of things. And this is for you. Hot news is over. We'll be back tomorrow with more. You, you're going to do deals, right? Sir? I'm agreeing to nothing. Reese, you don't have a green card. <laughs>